I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. This week in league, after taking on Adam Elliott, Millie Boyle's vag set to be named the women's game's first ever immortal. Nathan Cleary's treatment of Josh Mansour rated as the worst bombing to ever happen to a Lebanese person. In solidarity with his Afghan brothers, David Nofaluma refuses to stay on the wing. Plus, we look ahead to all the action for round 24 of the 2021 NRL season. All that and more this week in league. Welcome to episode 428 of This Week in League. I'm Nate. And I'm Jay. And I'm Glenn. And it's a hey, fair wind-up to the show, if I'm honest. <laughs> it, oh, it was. It was a... Jeez, I've got some shit. <laughs> it was a spirited, a spirited beginning. Tears. <gasps> spiriting chat. Spirited, and uh, one one that no one will ever be privy to. Oh, fucking Siri again. <laughs> Shut the fuck up, Siri. What the fuck? <laughs> Why do you keep confusing Siri? Was that Privy that, that triggered her then? Yeah, maybe, but like, she's. I, I, I swear, I mean, I'm not going to say that. I'm, not, I'm, just, I'm just going to abort exactly what I was going to say because I know where it's going to fucking okay end. If you say it in um, an Asian accent, it makes it okay. Yeah, no, no, not that. <laughs> <laughs> Something more current. Um, <laughs> so your series like my sexual stamina between the ages of you know sixteen now. and twenty five. <laughs> sixteen now. and yesterday. <laughs> uh, boys, everyone's in a great mood. Oh, Love to see it. I am. Now, uh, the Paralympics have started. Oh, this would be good. <laughs> No, no, I, I, yeah, what, I'm, it I'm has su- supporting we- people that are fucking heroes. I, Trust yes, you to you find are. humour in that. Yeah, I, I, okay, cool, Nate. I'm, dis- I'm a little bit disappointed about how I sort the, of how- I have the uh, before we actually officially went to air. I have some of the jokes still recorded on my <laughs> device. So, don't. Did you need a uh, ladder to pop down off your fucking high horse? Are you going to jump down off your own accord? <laughs> I wish on the Channel Seven app, though. I wish they had they they made it as easy to follow <clears throat> as like you know the Olympics was wall like it was just wall to wall on yeah on the on the Channel Seven uh, yeah you know uh, Apple yeah. TV app and you know and Smart TV app yep. or whatever. Um, you know, it's a shame that they don't do the same. For the old Paralympics, because it definitely, it's, you know, you've got to you've got to go looking for yeah, it a little that's bit more, it. which is not great. Um, yeah, well done, Channel Seven. Yeah, I mean the Olympic because Sydney's still in lockdown. I'm sure that they would watch the fuck out of the the Paralympics. Yeah, fuck yeah, and enjoy it as much as like the Olympics as everyone did. You know, watching the the regular Olympics in uh, in, in lockdown as well. Yes. So you know, wheelchair rugby. Do what you got to do fucking fix your shit. Fucking brutal. Oh yeah, love it. Yeah. 
Now, uh, news this week. It's a little bit, little bit light on. Uh, light on news, heavy on player misbehavior, misbehavior news. With the uh, the big one, I suppose, with uh, Curtis Scott being uh, axed from the Raiders, and then all this other stuff coming out later with uh, you know detail. That he had a fight with John Bateman. I mean, we knew about the incident that he had when he was asleep in the you know in the park. Mm. Which he, which he ultimately, you know, uh, there was no real repercussions out, you know, from that one. So yeah, the, ca- the case was dropped used. because of yeah procedural inconsistencies, I guess. Correct, correct, correct. And then, and he's uh, you know currently involved in a uh, in another one that hasn't that hasn't been resolved yet, uh, like an assault uh, at a Canberra nightclub, and that one's still ongoing, I believe. And then uh, and Canberra or someone. After after his release from Canberra, uh, leaked that you know he'd he'd had a fight with John Bateman about a year ago. Mm. Uh, so I guess as far as the Canberra side were concerned, there was a pattern of behaviour there. They terminated his contract, and now his career is in limbo. Um, and look, honestly, there has been a pattern. Of, there has been a pattern of behaviour, and Canberra. It's seeming seemingly out of all the teams in the competition over the last what fifteen years, it yeah. seems like Canberra do the right thing in terms of not tolerating, uh, not tolerating, yeah, not tolerating poor behaviour um, and shed players yep. who are you know. Are you saying Curtis I mean, Scott's going to saying- go ahead and win the Daly M for the Roosters in a year or two's time? I'm not sure Curtis Scott is going to win uh, a damn a damn thing because he certainly his his abilities most certainly do not measure up close to uh, the trouble that he is to keep on the field. You know what I mean? Form like his on field form is sometimes not enough to even you know maintain a first grade position. Yep. And uh, yeah, with the Melbourne Storm before he left there, I mean, you know, Chase Blair had him covered. Yeah. For a first grade yeah, spot yeah, for much of for much of the season, yeah. so you know, and and I think you can probably read between the lines at Melbourne. Um, yeah, Bellamy is not one to suffer fools. Correct. In terms of people that that are that, that are even a risk, you know. Yeah, um, and a lot on this one has been said, and, and Curtis Scott's come out and and has mentioned mental health. And has accused the club of not caring about mental health, or his his mental yeah, health. Yeah, as, as yeah, as evidenced by them saying that they are going to support him, uh, you know, with his battles, and they've approached the NRL with, you know, how they plan to do that. Mm. Yet at the same time, he accuses them of leaking the story about the fight with Bateman, yeah. which he says is you know counter to. What they're saying in yeah. terms of uh, you know assisting him. The just you see the thing that came out today. There was a reporter who confirmed that the confirmation of that story <clears throat> didn't come from the club, mm. and that they actually had it from somebody. Yeah, I think it was Rothwell. Yeah, Roth, I think it was Rothfield. Yeah, it, yeah it, the bars. Yeah, yeah. but um, the, the they had that confirmed because everyone heard about it when it happened. Yeah, or that they heard about an incident at least. Yeah, and they've because he's come up in the news again today. Everyone wants the the hot article, so so they've gone back and oh, I remember that thing that happened. Let's try and get a confirmation about that, and the confirmation yep. came from somebody close to Curtis Scott. 
Yeah. Now, integrity in journalism, that that's definitely a thing in this country. So who fucking knows if that's the truth or not? Um, but like Cam- Canberra are a lot of things, but they're not a malicious club. And Curtis Scott said it in his own whatever, Instagram post, wherever it was. W- what do they have to gain from that? What do they have to gain? It's not even like it was a PR nightmare where a beloved son of the club gets like you know imagine imagine if it came out at Manly that Jake Turbo had been belting people at every given opportunity and so Manly let him go. Yeah, and and and, and, and without any facts and, at and all, there was people a fan would be backlash. like, why, why him? Yeah, That's yeah, it. yeah. Then they they leak. Oh well, he's actually been bashing other players at functions. Oh, okay, that makes more sense there. You know, they, yeah, they didn't yeah. need that. Yeah, Curtis Scott has. I mean, you know, on field and you know, and and off field, he's developed a you know, a pattern of behaviour mm-hmm. over over a couple of years, and you know, given given what you know what the club felt, you know, the the prospects were, and you know how the, how satisfied they were yeah. with his you know behaviour, because you know there's there's not there's nothing so you know, speaking about his just general attitude at the club either. So they've decided to you know do do what they you know do what they have to. And get rid of a player who's you know not in their best interest to have on their books. Yeah. I did see that um, Rothfield took the opportunity to lay the slippers into Don Ferner. Yeah. Um, yeah, I just ignored all that part of it because I mean that's just that's just the dumb fucking you know that's the dumb shit that the media carry on with. I mean like it's almost like he brought the whole angle up just so he could have that yeah. shot at Ferner. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Like that's you know, it. Just fucking children, mm. man. Grow up. Um, um, and you know, here, here's the thing. In the real world, if I'm at my employer and I'm at a you know out by myself on the weekend, and I punch someone and get mm-hmm. troubled by the police, and I go to my employer and say, "Look, I've got to go to court. I've got to do community service. You know, whatever it may be." They go, "No worries at all. Do you need any support from us? Do you need you know time off or whatever? Let's work it out." Cool. That happens again, you know, and I've I've, yeah. I've punched someone or whatever happened, I'll fall asleep under a tree and allegedly get handsy with, with police or whatever it was he did. Um, cool, that's fine though. Yeah, support me through that. And Oh, look, you caught, your case got thrown out. That's good, no worries at all. I belt someone at a work function. Oh, fuck, okay, we'll help you through this one again. By the fourth time I'm out at a nightclub and get done for belting somebody or accused of yeah. it, they come to me and they go, look, well, you know, probably the, the time I belt someone at a work function, they say, well, we're terribly yeah. sorry. It is quite obvious you have some mental health issues to work through. However, we are under no obligation to keep you employed while you're working through them. You know, we're going to, did, did we cause them? No? Okay, cool. So, see ya. And let the record reflect that we have supported you. Yeah. That's it. Through X, Y, and Z, you know, prior incidents. That's it. And and would you would you agree, in in the real world, as you say, that if that exact scenario had eventuated, most people would respond the same way Curtis Scott is responding. Like, despite everything that this hypothetical employer has done in yep. support, the employee, when Enough is finally fucking enough, and the yeah. pin gets pulled. Oh, those cunts didn't support me. In in his defence, 
I would suggest that this instance is just like one, you know, as, as I've said, in, in the real world, but magnified in a couple of instances. If this happens to you in the real world, no one hears about it except your immediate family and, yep. you know, closer circle. And, you know, keeping it a buck, you, you, you would probably say to them, I can't believe they've just fired me and, you know, didn't give me the opportunity to work through my, my issues. Mm. You, yeah. you know, that people would say that as a, a deflection. Um, I think the disconnect here is that <clears throat> that players seem to think there is a correlation between a club supporting them with mental health and allowing them to play professional football while they do it. Yeah. That that's just not the case at all. In a perfect world, it would be. You would be able to fight through your demons and there have been players that have done that incredibly effectively. Like Greg Inglis opened up about how, how dark he got and, and how he worked hard to do it, to work through that while playing football. And that's a fantastic yeah. fucking outcome, but that's best case scenario. There are a lot of other ones where it's, you know what, if your mental health is really a priority, then you actually need to stop playing football and go and sort that shit out. Mm. So yeah. this this thing of, well, as, as soon as I'm held to account and being held to account is actually them saying, no, go and work on your mental health. Mm. Yeah, That means you can't play for us. What I would like to see is, and and this is this is not a judgment on on Curtis Scott specifically, but I would like to see players that are struggling with mental health issues, whatever they may be, <clears throat> and there'd be a myriad, um, as you've touched on previous Jay, um, of potential, you know, some of the personality types that mm. it take, you know, that are probably more aligned to be successful as a professional athlete in a sport such as rugby league. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's, it's a hair's breadth um, yeah, from being that. successful there and, and suffering from severe mental health issues. I would like to see some players stand up and, and really advocate uh, for their specific, you know, or, or specific mental health issues that they may be suffering from and, and share how they're dealing with it without having an incident bring it to light. I think that yeah. shows some real courage from a, from a player's perspective. It wouldn't be easy to do. Um, but it just seems that, and I've said it before, um, and there was some pushback, but it just seems like mental health is brought up and people's struggles with mental health are brought up when they've found themselves in the shit. Yep. And, and again, that's not saying that th- those times are not genuine mental health instances. No. But you know, it, it would be so fucking powerful. Like, you know, I, I've, I've known, known quite closely a, a couple of kids on the spectrum. And you know how much joy it brings them when they can see, like, you know, the, the okay, so they, they think that Einstein was probably on the spectrum. Mm. You know how much joy that gives them and how much it makes the world make sense to say, well, oh, oh, he's like me. Yeah. He's like me and he did amazing things. Yeah. You know? Um, what what that would mean for teenagers, especially yeah, a, ones that play sport. What about teenagers that are absolute and – and we all know them um, – that are that are absolutely – rugby league is, is – they live it and breathe it, right? Yeah. And they struggle with mm-hmm. – Anxiety, really like yeah. high level anxiety or depression, yep. 
as a teenager. It's mm-hmm. quite common. What would it mean if their player, their favourite player, happened to come out and say, you know what, I struggle with severe depression, mm-hmm. and and you know I I really it's a battle for me to get out of bed every day and go to training. Yeah. And, and I really struggle with my anxiety. I struggle to do media and I have to battle that every single day or whatever the case may be. That's really powerful and courageous. Yes. I'd, That's I'd it. love to see that. So, and like at, at a stupid, simple level, do you know what I mean? Like when, when you see an athlete, like I was asthmatic as a kid <clears throat> and you'd see an athlete with a Ventolin in their hand and all of a sudden there's that fucking connection. Yeah. You know, so um, I really think that if I hope that if they're serious about mental health, you know, and and the recent campaign, you know, for God's sake, we advertised it, you know, so Mm -hmm. so we definitely believed in the message, and that was amazing. But I think there is such an opportunity for them to be such a bigger force for the day to day struggle, not like Glenn said, when mental health comes up, it's always because of an incident. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Well said, Glennie. Well said, fellas. Um, I look, I don't really want to get into the, the you know, the poor behaviour from, you know, George Burge and, yeah. That's all alleged at this stage anyway. It is alleged and he's, he's barely, he's barely even, the ink's barely even dry on the, on the contract at the Dragons and he's already getting dragony. Look, on, uh, <clears throat> on, on a scale of accused road rage to coke driving children, he's about a two. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So- and and yeah and and also snogging a chick in the in the bathroom of a of a, a licensed establishment. Mm. Fairly light on the schemes. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Yes, it is. Yeah. Fairly low. So uh, with that in mind, I think we should move on to the games for this weekend. Let's do it. Previews for round 24, second last round of the regular season. It's flown, fellas, I have to say. It has. We, uh, I, I, I'm perfectly honest, I haven't felt that kind of mid-June to July, you know, where it sort of gets a bit, you know, post-origin where... You're fucking you know, welcome. The, yeah. Oh, it used to, you know, it used to be your fault that it happened. Okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, the season the season has flown with no lags. You know, despite you know what people may or may not think about the the rule changes and things like that. But uh, I, I feel like nature is healing anyway. Even with the rule changes in place, things are certainly not like they were in the first you know mm, no. eight rounds of the competition. Um, the first game this weekend, Thursday night, up at the Sunshine Coast, the Newcastle Knights take on the Gold Coast Titans. Newcastle Knights side, Clemmer is out via suspension. Suaso Sue will start at prop. Brody Jones drops to the bench and Tyson Frizzell returns to the back row. Uh, the Gold Coast Titans, Ash Taylor dropped. Tyrone Peachy named in the halves alongside Fogarty. Uh, Big Moe's back joining the bench. Uh, Sam Lasoni is out to make room for him. Uh, Bo Furman named in second row. David Fafita starting from the bench. Uh, Philip Sammy replaces Greg Marzu on the wing. And Mitch Rain replaces Aaron Clark at hooker. Mm. Holbrook's, he's, I saw um, on the sports report tonight, uh, they interviewed Holbrook and 
he had a bit to say about Fafita and, um, you know, part of his comment on why Fafita was so flat last week was because he started him. So he's really gone in. He's all in now. All his chips are in on David yeah. Fafita playing limited minutes, you know, less minutes um, yeah, and coming okay. off the bench. Um, I, I'm not convinced, but he has had... He's had some good performances when he's come off the bench and he's he's had, you know, a couple of those devastating games where he started. So I guess the jury is still out. Um, but it's a you know, it's a bit of an all or nothing play. The Titans have to win. Um to, to give themselves Well, use a use shot. him however you wish. But make but sure that however it. you use him, you've got to get a million bucks worth out of him. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's exactly. it. Exactly. Yeah, and uh, yeah, so yeah, it's a t- it's a tough one. But there's there's so, so many strange selections in this one. Like, like yeah, Sammy's a good player, but did Marzu do anything that bad? Not drop last worthy. week. No, they played that they, so. they were playing they were playing the Melbourne Storm, who were on a fucking million game winning streak. Yeah, the tries that broke the back in the game they weren't scored on Marzu either. I mean, they were mostly scored up the middle, from what I can remember. Yeah, yeah, the softest try of all. Wasn't scored through Marju by any stretch of the imagination. Yeah, and which one's the softest one? You talking about the Harry, Harry or the Harry Green one? Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, that one was like a, you know two meters to the left of the upright. Yeah, exactly. Mm. Um, and like, and, and I th- and we we even spoke about last week about you know like the the try he scored was like a, a physical a physical yeah. try where he had to truck through you know two or three storm defenders and get it over the line. Certainly yeah. against a so, side like Newcastle where you have to win, a guy yeah. that can do that is is a is a worthy addition to your side. Yeah, that's yeah, it. More humble yeah. opinion. Yes, um, but also, also, it's Ty- Tyrone Peachy at six. Look, it. I feel you, your pain. You, you're in. You're in the best position to speak on that. <sighs> Tyrone Peachy could potentially be a great six, but only if he was paired with a generational talent at seven. Oh, sorry, that, that's probably too much hyperbole, but um, he, he would be a great six in a side that had an amazing game manager. Dominant game managing seven. Yeah, that's it. Yep. Which he doesn't have. No. You know? um, I think he's a lock or he's a 14. Yeah, no. Yep, agree. That's what I was, no, I was saying, but if, if you're going to play him at six... Sure, yeah, I, get, I you know, totally get your point. Um uh, yeah, my my comments on on Peachy have been been long long standing. Has fantastic moments in him, um, but as as part of an eighty minute management team on a football field, is is not the guy you want, and also not the guy you want in a position where making key decisions can make or break you. You know the yeah. the the league is too good these days to. In a- in a game, you have to win. Well, to to, to put a, a grubber through on the third and give away a seven-tackle set because no one knew it was coming and no one chased through, you yeah. know. There was no pressure, so the fullback didn't even have to play at the ball. Yeah, because yeah. he, look, I understand. he Maybe. plays what he sees. Well, Yeah, and look, I, I understand from the perspective that they think that he's an experienced guy. They've lost Ash Taylor or they've dropped Ash Taylor. Yep. But they've made that decision without having... a an absolutely perfect backup to slot into place there. I mean, Sexton, yeah, yeah, is is a great young player, but he is super young, and yeah. 
I think when it comes to the much must win game, you know, perhaps they were reluctant to to throw him in, but yeah, I don't know how it's going to go for them. Knights are going to win. Yep. Yeah, I agree. I think Knights will be too strong. And obviously, this this round, and then both of these teams, uh, well, less less the case for Newcastle. I feel like they're pretty much locked in for the finals at this point. I mean, if not mathematically locked in, I think just the way things are going to go, given the fact that they've got um, well, know, a couple they, of they wins. they've got four points on eighth spot. Yeah. So. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, like, they have to go horribly wrong. Yeah, the problem the problem with the Knights, of course, is that they've they're they're up against a number of teams that have a you know significantly better for and against. So, if they were to drop two out of two, then they put themselves in this position where yeah. you know, things are a bit dicey. But if they win this week, they lock it in, and I and I think they will. To be honest, I mean, the Titans are fighting for their for their life in uh, in 2021 because they are part of that you know part of the crush and you know equal equal with. Uh, you know, two other sides on the number of points that would get them into into the top eight with four and against being their killer. And their four and against isn't too bad in the scheme of things with the teams that they're sort of competing directly against. Um, like a win, you know, like a win by two tries against the Knights would really put them in a great position yep. going into the last week of the competition. So I just think that the Knights... Are settling in, you know, they're not they're not a world beating team. They're not one of the the top six teams in the competition. But I think that they they're pressing a solid case of being the best of the rest. Yes, yeah, correct. Uh, and I think up. they'll beat Para yeah. if they face them in week one of the finals. That's my yeah. Do you think just based on momentum? Or <clears throat> I mean, yeah. on, on talent, on talent, probably not. But they're going to come in with the right so, right kind of momentum. I think. Yeah, correct. If that if that's the case, yeah. Um, okay, next up we have the. Uh, Warriors taking on the Raiders in Mackay at BB Print Stadium. Uh, that's a 6 p.m. game. The uh, Warriors side, uh, Chanel Harris-DeVita is out. Sean O'Sullivan comes into 5-8. Cody Nicarina returns on the bench after missing uh, the last game. Uh, Jermaine Tenor-Brown drops the reserves. Matt Lodge returns at prop. Egan in the nine. Jazz Tavanga benched and Murchie pushed back to the reserves. Raiders side. Frawley replaces Williams in the halves. Corey Horsburgh returns from his uh, brief holiday as a Bulldog, and he's going to uh, slot straight into the interchange, and Dynamis Louis drops out. Uh, what else have we got here? And it uh, looks like Nickel Clockstar is going to be in the 14, and Rappin is starting in the one again. Mm. Again, he's, a he's in back, easing um, CNK back in. Very much so. I mean, he was he was pretty good last week. I mean, you know, with the exception of his first touch, but um, where he got smashed and, and dropped it, which ultimately led to a try shortly after. But um, but other than that, he was yeah, he was he was fine. I thought he was you know he was decent. Uh, Raiders like the Titans, fighting for their lives here. Uh, the Warriors at this point, uh, yeah, one game too many behind, so they're yeah they're out of contention. Uh, the Raiders are in tenth at the moment, but they're equal on points with eighth, and it's only a little bit of for and against really between them and the, them and the Sharkies. The for and against they're not going to come back from. However, if they can pick up the two points here, and I think they should based on the way they've been playing the last couple mm. of weeks with decent showings against the Storm and Manly, um, it puts them in with a big chance of getting that eighth position. And I think based on that alone, and based on the way they've been defending the last couple of weeks. I think that there are. I think that there are a big chance in yeah. this one. Yeah, they got they got a lot to play for, and I think their defensive structure will be enough for, to to keep the Warriors at bay. I think the Raiders will win. Yep. 
Ryan James is fuck. He's on the nose, isn't he? At the Raiders, when he when he moved there, we we had the, the hope we had. Yeah, we thought great, finally. Yeah, because you remember he moves to the Raiders when they're just sort of, you know, before we knew any better, and you know they were kind of still in that premiership kind of window, you know. Yep. And we're like, wow, how great! And now, like, you know, he gets farmed to the doggies for a couple of weeks. Uh, comes yeah. back after the two weeks, and you know he's not cracking the twenty-one. I, yeah. So, is is this just a Ricky Stewart thing? You know, like, do, does Ryan James not suck his asshole enough? I don't know. Or, but he played pretty well for the doggies. Played tremendously. Yeah. You know. So. Um, yeah, but, but that that you know that probably doesn't count for anything. Here's the thing. I'm I'm back to my trusty ladder predictor. Live. Ladder okay. Predictor. Here we go. All right. Um, so the Knights, so we predict Knights this beat the Titans. Yep. If the Raiders win, it yep. it doesn't really move the needle. So even even with it, the it Titans, does it does it does move them into eighth though. If they if um if as long as the Sharks don't win though, well, isn't that correct? The Sharks have got the Broncos. Yeah, Broncos did them last time too. Remember? They did. The the Sharks when they weren't playing well. Yeah, but the Sharks were also coming <laughs> off a fifty burger. And then yeah. they are most definitely a confidence team. Yeah, true. So true. Go, go yeah, we'll get we'll get we'll get to that one. So you work on you 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 add your you, you add your games in there uh, as we as we talk about them and let us know when we get to the end. So Campbell Raiders to win this one though, mm-hmm. and they should win fairly comfortably. I think um, the Roosters take on the Rabbitohs. It's the big grudge match at Suncorp Stadium. The late game on Friday. Uh, sides this week. Changes for the Roosters. Adam Kieran and Nat Butcher are both out injured. So we get uh, Lachlan Lamb moves to the centres. Mm-hmm. Sam Walker to half. Egan Butcher starts in the second row. Marshke and White join the bench. Brad Abbey makes his debut on the wing. And the Rabbitohs. Kalomitangi suspended. Uh, Jaden Sue is named in his place in the back row. Jackson Paulo replaces the injured Josh Mansour. And uh, Totola named on the bench with Burgess into the starting side. Mm. Look, this is a this is a very, very important game for the Roosters in particular. Uh, if they win this, they pretty much cement their position in uh, fourth place mm-hmm. on the table for the end of the season. Fucking yep. remarkable. Absolutely astonishing. Had. Yep, yep. And it, it's like the achievement cannot be understated. Um, did the you fucking see injury toll I've had to deal with? Dal Copley came into the side last weekend. Yeah, broke his. Or, or the week before, the week before, and then yeah, oh, last yeah. weekend he broke his foot. Broke his foot, just a fairly low key and like innocuous... and like early, early yeah, in the early, game too. Seventy five minutes with a broken foot. Apparently. Played the rest of the game with a broken foot, mm. scored a try, yeah. and yeah, I mean, fucking tough guy. Yeah. yeah. No doubt about it. More than more than um, I would have given him credit for, if I'm honest. Yeah, yeah. And so, look, the rabbits. On the other hand, though, they came off. They they came off a loss. They'll be wanting to to. It's probably the worst possible lead up to this game for the Roosters, in terms of what South. You know, with South. You know, the building up for their grudge match, and their desire to get back in the winners' books pretty quickly. Yep. Uh and with the injuries that the Roosters have, they've added a couple more to the list as well. Lachlan Lamb in the centres, I don't particularly rate as a move. 
and it just probably speaks to the desperation that the Roosters have in terms of just getting guys to to fill fill slots in the side, as evidenced yeah. by the fact they're not even naming 20, 21 guys. Mm. They've only got enough guys to name twenty. Yep. So, yeah, I think the I think the rabbits are going to uh, collect themselves, yes, and try and refocus their their late season efforts and uh, get the get the win here. And I think they'll get home. Yep. I can't count the roosters out, and and for that reason, I can't really say you know how much the rabbits will get them by. I mean, the rabbits by you know by all accounts, they they, they should win this game easily. Mm. And you know, perhaps even put a bit of a score on. I think they'll. But, I think the rabbits will be a little bit stung from last week. And, yeah, um, me too. I think they'll be they'll be looking to put in a, a strong performance against another top four side. Yeah, correct. I agree. Okay, the uh, so we've got the so we've got the rabbits on that one there, stepdad. Okay, the the dragons take on the cowboys at Brown Park. It's Brown Park. That was a, that's a, that's Rocky again, isn't it? Where it was yeah. where uh, the. We played there last week. I've forgotten already. Fuck uh, me. The, My memory's horrible. The Tigers and the Sharks. That's right. That's right. On the goat track. Um, the opposite of the old Clive Berghofer, <laughs> which has look, looked fucking glorious. Yeah. <laughs> the uh, Okay, so the, the Dragon side. Sloan replaces Dufty at fullback. Laurie returns at prop. DeBellin shifts to lock. Maguire uh, switches jerseys and stays prop. Tarek Sims moves to the second row. Fui Maono drops to the bench. Jaden Sullivan moves to hooker. And uh, Freddie Lussick, on loan from the Roosters, joins the interchange. Jesus. It's the first I fucking knew that he that they'd loaned him, especially given the state of injuries and squad that they're in at the moment. They're not really in a position to loan anyone anywhere. So. I think the Dragons showed. Oh, sorry. Oh, sorry. So yeah. So the, cow, the sorry. Side? Yeah. So sorry. No. Uh, so so Tamalolo, Felt, and Talangi all join uh, the Cowboys again after re- missing some games. Uh, home switches to the centres with uh, what do we got here? Arcee drops the reserves for Talangi. Um, Tamalolo is named at a prop. Frank Molo drops out of the side. Uh, Ruben Cotter's lock and uh, the hammer in fullback, mm. which then pushes Holmes to centre. I think the Dragons showed enough in patches against the Roosters um, in that, that period of the game where they, they come back to take the lead briefly. Yeah. If they can play like that, they, they should beat the hand, uh, the Cowboys handily. Well, if, if they can yeah, put on 20 uh, minutes like that. Mm. Yeah, and when you look at the, when you look at the, back, the back line of the, of the Dragons, with the exception of Corey Norman, who Dragons fans are delighted to see probably going to be named... Only one more time after this week <laughs> in their lineup. I think from I think one to six though is kind of like you know their future. Yeah, that's kind of that. That's the way that they would like their back line to look, and maybe put like Clune or something in the seven going forward. But uh, yeah, or, or Ben Hunt when fit. So I think that's the, the. I mean, you know, the forwards are the forwards, but the back line I think is 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 a glimpse in the future for the Dragons, and if nothing else, that gives them something to watch. Um, now that you know, I, I don't know if Dufty's going to make another. Yeah, he's obviously moving on, and you know, hopefully Hook does you know persevere with the guys who are actually going to be there. Now the season's lost. There's no chance to make the finals for either of these sides. Yeah, and you know, so now's the time to kind of you know give some zero pressure or low pressure game time to the guys that you're going to be, you know, relying on going forward. Yep. 
Yeah. I think dra- I think I agree. I think the Dragons will win. I mean, the Cowboys seem to be in free fall at the moment. I mean, it, yeah, of course, JT returning will help them. But losing is a habit, and that habit's yeah. been around for ten weeks. So. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, about as long as uh, that jinx Tom did, and <laughs> <laughs> or the or the lack of Jake Clifford. Yeah, uh, the Sharkies take on the Broncos. Saturday afternoon at Suncorp Stadium. It's a decent crowd on Sunday for the Broncos, and I think Saturday five thirty isn't isn't a much worse time slot to be honest. So we'd expect a reasonable crowd there in these COVID times. Of you know, like they got up close to twenty grand last week, I think, which is you know yeah, pretty okay. good. Yep, certainly way more. I mean, like what fucking when Manly played the Tigers, I think the Broncos game was after that, wasn't it? Yep. And um and that guy, that was it's like eight thousand people or yeah, it was empty as fuck. So yeah, hopefully this is a reasonable crowd from anyway. Um the Cronulla Sharks side, uh the Moot was injured uh yeah, with the, the quite bad uh, jaw injury, as we saw from the X rays. The Moot's up uh, so, on blocks. Yeah, the Moot is on blocks. Um brings Harati back into the side on the wing. Uh, Aiden Tolman returns via the bench, which pushes Magulius out of the seventeen. Uh, the Bronco side, no changes, which is uh, quite rare mm. for the 2021 era Brisbane Broncos. <laughs> Look, they're playing. They're playing a lot. You know, they're playing a, a lot more consistently and a lot uh, a lot better at this stage of the season. And it's you know you're starting to see that perhaps you know what Kevy's doing there is having an effect, and with new troops to come in next season. That better times are, are around the corner for the Broncos. Yeah. Uh, Having said Will that, Milford, I think the Sharks will win. Will Milford and and Kelly have the whales of games that they did last week? Oof. Again a, this week. A week's a long time in rugby league, Nathan. <laughs> and right. Anthony Milford has shown nothing to indicate to anybody that he has two of those games consecutively. Consecutively still inside in him. him. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> There is a, a logic train that says that no one ever taught Anthony Milford how to deal with stress and expectation. And so when that's one, taken away, that's it. Mm. Yeah, you maybe. Know, th- there are no, and, and also there is no there is no stress in terms of what what happens next yeah. either. He's got he's got his position for next year. That's it. So yeah, look, yeah, no. it's yeah, it's it's possible. It's not only possible; it's plausible. Hmm. Like plausible is probable, <laughs> <laughs> and probable is definite. I agree. Milford man of the match. I agree. Sharks to win. <laughs> Milford man of the match. One try, three try assists, a <laughs> couple of line break assists. Now th- this one is interesting, though, and drop next week because on the li- the live ladder, as you alluded to earlier, Nathan, if the Sharks win this one, they're, they're playing for eighth. So if the Raiders win. Yeah. Then, then the Raiders hit eighth, and the Sharks are ninth. Yep. Then the Sharks get the win. If they take the it Sharks back again. get the win, that's it. They they come in to eighth. And for and against is fairly important. I mean, it's it, they're reasonably close, aren't they? Um, Those two sides, or is it Titans that's close to them? No, it's uh, so the the Raiders at the moment are seventy uh, negative seventy three. The okay. Sharks, so are, the Titans that are Sharks are negative twenty. That's yeah, it. Aren't the Titans around like they're around the 30s? Titans are negative 58. 
58, okay. That's it. So they need a couple of good wins, yeah. And, oh, and that's, just... that's looking at your ladder predictor, not the actual ladder. Yeah, that, that must be looking at where you've, you're at after you've yeah. entered your nominal score lines for this weekend. 12, so, yeah. 12 points. So four, yeah, four yeah, and against right, isn't, right. isn't yep. changing. But yep. looking at it next week, neither, neither team are winning that game. The Raiders have got the Roosters and the Sharks have got the Storm. Yeah, so the Sharks are going to concede more points, do you think, than the, than the Raiders, though? Oh, fuck, who knows? Concede more negative margin. But, mm. yeah, they are. But yeah. they've got... They've, you know, they've got if, quite a buffer on Canberra, though. Yeah. If they concede 50, they're potentially still safe. Yeah, right. You yeah. know, so... Okay. But what I'm saying is just in terms of winning, this is it for the Sharks. Yep. Now, look, the, the, I think the Sharks have been fairly unimpressive in the back half of the season. However... They are coming off of a pretty impressive win. Yeah. Um, how much we attribute that to the Cronulla Sharks? And how much we attribute that to the West Tigers? Yeah, that's up for debate. Yeah. The, I mean, the Tigers did did sort of claw their way. Remember, the Tigers sort of clawed their way back into that game, kind of around like the, you know, to like a thirty-two ish, you know, to twenty kind yep. of thing. And it was only then in the last sort of ten minutes, you know, slightly over ten minutes. The, then avalanched and turned into into the fifty, and the, the the comeback was was killed off, and then the sharks went on and added you know like another two to three tries from there. The one issue that the sharks are going to have here is that David Nofaluma doesn't play for the Broncos. <laughs> That's true. So. There's... And I mean, Corio's may be old, and Xavier Coates may be young. Yeah, but, but I'll tell you what, never David Nofaluma. <laughs> yeah. I'll tell you what, if if Corey Oates needed, you know, to to hang on to a wing to get out of a, a sticky situation, yeah, he'd touch yeah. down. Put it that way. Exactly, he'd reach the destination. Yes. Yeah. Um, look, I still fa- I favour the Sharks in this game, but it wouldn't surprise me if the Broncos were to build on the last couple of weeks. And uh, come away with the victory. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm very keen to see how number 16 for the Broncos, Ethan Bullimore, goes because there's no announcements yet, but you take it as read that he has signed the paperwork to join the Mighty Manly Sea Eagles next year. I, I don't want it... Um, Solid player. I, yeah. I, I don't want to say that it'll be the best quality game of the round, but no, but no. This, this is probably the game... The, well, war, this one, Warriors and Canberra. And and this one has the most meaning, if anything. Yeah, and that's and that's what's great about this this stage of the season as well. There are games that ordinarily wouldn't really you know move the needle much, but now when we're getting down to it, and there's, there is a big battle for those last two spots, particularly the eighth spot. Games like this are great. Uh, I, I I think the Knights have got seventh sewn up. Yeah, yeah I think they, they have definitely too. have. Yeah, you know, so so realistically, it's eighth. That's the only spot that's the, up for grabs. The best thing, the best thing for the end of the season would be for the Knights to lose the game this week. Yeah, and it makes shit really interesting so, because yeah, their for it, and against is not so, is not enough to protect them from an equal point situation. Like they could go from seventh to you know eighth or ninth or you know t- tenth if results fell the right way. So, so th- this week in timelines, um, the Titans win, the Warriors win. Yep. Uh, Sharks win, you're saying? Sharks win. Which means it's Newcastle and the Sharks in seven and eight going into the last round. Newcastle. None of the other games this weekend are going to affect it. That's it. 
that little um, battle. So then the Titans will play the Warriors. So if they, that's right. So the spoiler. Let's not jump ahead to the to the series finale. Like <laughs> <laughs> next week can be next week. Next week can be next week. But I'm saying that there is there is a timeline in which the Titans finish in eighth. It's not likely, yep. but it's there. Right. There's also one which I've just created for myself where the Tigers finish in eighth. Yeah, well, there was one. There was one like two weeks ago that stepdad created where the Tigers finished eighth. But we realised that that was when you when you're doing your two times tables <laughs> and mess that one up. I don't know what to say. Oh, um, look, that that was uh, the ladder predictor. Uh, it saves your previous predictions. Okay. So it um, it somehow just it wasn't updating properly as I was going through the rounds. Right, so, right. Tigers fans, you never actually had any hope. Uh, I, I sold you a lemon. But didn't it feel good and warm and fuzzy inside when you were listening to the show and stepdad? There is still not, not Glenn, not Glenn. Still... It was Jay who said that the Tigers had had a really good chance of finishing eighth. They would have felt that that they would have felt that that would have been like a really great thirty seconds of their life. Yep. Because I can see this, I can see the smile on Glenn's face. He felt it. I'm still yeah, feeling yeah. it. Yeah, right. Now, the Melbourne Storm take on the Parramatta Eels Suncorp Stadium. Melbourne Storm side. Brandon Smith and Justin Ollum return. Jerome Hughes returns uh, from injury into the halfback. Harry Grant drops to the bench. Seve is left out of the 17, which is one of the best moves a Melbourne Storm selection committee can make. Hines drops to the bench, as Pappy seems to have uh, cemented his return. Um, and uh, George Jennings has uh, re-injured that knee. So um, Dean Eremia returns and he will be playing. Where's the lineup there? In the wing. Okay, and uh, the eel side. What do we got here? Micah Sivo's injury crosses over with Blake Ferguson returning from injury. And so that's not a like-for-like replacement, I will say. Although I have been, you know, fairly critical of, uh, of Sivo recently this year. Um, Stone and Hipgrave replaced Will Smith and Oregon Kafusi on the bench. So what chance do you give the Parramatta Eels in this game? Because this to me looks, it it just reeks of a game where the Storm have had their rests and now they want that record. And not only they want the record, but they're starting to sharpen up for the games to come. And yeah, they're, field, they're fielding close to their, their final form, I think. Mm. I think any Parramatta fan that um, gained hope from last week's performance is going to be right back where they should be after this game, as in wondering where the fuck it all went wrong in 2021. Jesus. Because Parramatta is going to get fucking crushed like Mitchell Moses' spine, and we're all going to be shocked by the scoreline of this game, just as we were shocked when we found out that Mitchell Moses had a spine. So the scoreline of this game that's going to shock everyone is going to be approximately what? Like the Manly game the other week? 50. Minimum 50. Minimum 50. Well, fuck me. All right. So the Storm starting to tape for the finals. Look, I don't think it'll be that bad, but I think it'll be a very easy win to the Melbourne Storm, and it's going to resemble the games of Parramatta's losing streak far more than it's going to resemble their, their win last week against mm. the Cowboys. It's a yes. pretty, pretty close... Uh, uh, Pretty close to absolute full strength Melbourne side, yeah? Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, that, I think that's. I mean, now now you see that you've got Nico on the, on the bench, and you've got yeah. Pappy starting at fullback. You've got Brandon Smith starting at nine with Harry on the bench. I think this is almost you know perhaps you could get George Jennings in there so on the wing, but other than that, I think we're looking at their final form. Yeah, really? Oh, oh, never- no, we, 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 we need Nelson to go but come back as well. Oh, true. Yeah, that's but that's that's about it though. I think that's about their final form. Mm. So, um, yeah, be afraid, Parramatta Eels fans. Be very afraid. <laughs> Uh, Sunday, bloody Sunday. <laughs> the mighty Manly Seagulls take on the Canterbury Bankstown Bulldogs down there. At, oh, they want to call it Morton Daly Stadium, but it's fucking Dolphins, bitch. And uh, Manly side, Tommy Turbo's back in. Um, big win for Manly. Uh, Tavita Funa's out. Huge win for Manly. Uh, Brad Perker returns at centre. Suli drops to the reserves. And because uh, yeah, he'll probably, he's probably going to land at the Dragons. And when that happens, the the player market will be visited by the Seagulls. Um, they just need to get that money off the books. The doggy side, Luke Thompson and Corey Waddell, or as Manly fans like to call him, Corey Ploddell, Oof. he's suspended. Jackson Topine um, is dropped to the reserves. Elliot is stood down because of that rascal big dick of his. And uh, Corey Horsburgh and Ryan James are back at the Raiders now after their brief period of, uh, of loan. The... Um, the starting props for the doggies are Jack Hetherington and Ava Siamatafanai. Beyond the Odo's named Hooker, Dorian Stimson, second rowers, Wakem, Ogden, Patolo, and Sione Katoa are the new bench. It was 66 nil when they had a better side than this on the field. <laughs> it's not going to be that again because, I mean, you know, a lot of things have to come together for you just to absolutely fuck a side 60. I mean, yeah, it has to go all one way and zero the other way to, to you know, get those sorts of score lines. But I, I think Manly will win this game very comfortably. For and against is not really a big issue for Manly. I mean, Manly's major problem is just to finish level with the Roosters on competition points and they're four and against. They've already got about 50 up on them at the moment. And if the Roosters lose earlier in the round, then they're going to, you know, that's going to increase. So yeah, Manly should put it up beyond all doubt. I saw that they'd came, they'd come into a dollar and two yesterday Ooh. from the starting price of about a dollar and three. And, and if you want to get yourself like $2.65 odds on this game, you have to give man, you have to give the doggies about 36 points. <laughs> and um, I, I don't even we don't the result of this game is not in fucking doubt and the next one isn't either the Panthers take on the West Tigers double header Glennie is going to be sitting there with the hood over his head waiting for the firing squad <laughs> and um, they're going to have to get the they're going to have to get the fire brigade the local Redcliffe fire brigade out to hose down the field after the doggies game just to turn the grass fucking green again after all the blood spilled and then there'll be another fucking massacre to come to come right after the uh, uh, the Panthers side they got Toto back in the side they got they got Fisher Harris back in the side um, Nathan Eisenhuth are left out the lineup the West Tigers side okay so Dewey's out and uh, he's it's season right he's out he's out till yeah for the next two games is he Glenny. Uh, oh, definitely. Obviously, this week I I didn't hear that he was out next week as well. But oh, okay, um, I thought it was re- not serious, probably, serious. But they're probably he was just still keeping a- him on ice for week. One it was like a part, wasn't it? Like, was it like a partial ACL or something? I can't remember, but it was. Yeah, it didn't sound good. Mm. Um, Jock Madden to play in the halves. Uh, 
<laughs> McKayley, um returns the prop. Little returns the hooker. Offhand Goway and Simpkin benched. Um, Seafarth returns on the bench. And Tukey Simpkins and Billy Walters dropping off the interchange. So I guess it's a positive thing with Billy Billy Walters dropping out. Massive. Um, how do you see the, the halves combination of Jock Madden and Luke Brooks creating anything to perhaps stem the tide of possession um, and, and, and uh, preventing the Panthers from setting a new NRL record of 100% possession for a game. (laughs) (laughs) Look, I think I'm offended. I'm offended that uh, you don't give the Tigers a chance in this game with Jock Madden playing his second game of NRL in the sixth jersey. Um, It's got a big future, Jock. Big, big future. It's all going to flash before his eyes as it's ending. Much like people used to say about Luke Brooks when he first (laughs) came into first grade for the West Tigers. Um, This is just going to be a little illustration of the character that I possess. I agree. I agree 100%. How is it um, an illustration of your character? Because he's going to fucking drive two and a half hours down the mountain to to be there to watch this live. (laughs) To watch it. There's no changing the channel when you sat there right in front of it. <laughs> Never change the channel in my fucking life. And uh, it's it's a little harder to do when you're there watching it all unfold before your eyes. But look, old Glenn, old Glenn would say this is an opportunity for these fine young men for the West Tigers to shake up the world and crush the premiership powerhouse Penrith Panthers in a full-strength side, and extracting absolute and all-consuming joy from a victory for the ages, and then crushing the Bulldogs by 60 to 70 points next week after they're reeling from their hiding before this game. The Tigers storming into the eight. Can be done. Ladder predictor doesn't lie. Done it. Check my maths twice. We're in eighth. We win. We have to win this game by 24 points. That's what, why old, you just, that's what why, old Glenn would have said. <laughs> why wouldn't old Glenn be more realistic and say maybe if they're going to win, it's going to be narrow, so maybe six points, well, fucking and then they you. beat the doggies by 78. You, Nathan, to go back and listen to any episode of this very show in, this, in its first six years of life and ask why old Glenn would be realistic ever. It's not, well, it wasn't well, his thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah, because my memory's not the best, but I have a feeling that old Glenn was never right when he said these sorts of, you know, Huge, it was rare. Statements. I wouldn't say, yeah, I wouldn't say it, was never. it was rare. Let's say it was rare. Let's be generous. But I'll be, be there with uh, with Jackson and uh, you and your tribe, and um, let's just see what unfolds. Could be rugby league history. The West Look, Tigers I mean, against all odds could shake up the world. The best case scenario, well, the worst case scenario is you get to enjoy a, a nice sunny afternoon. What part of and, it, and, really? And, if and, things go the bathe, way that and bathe in the bathe in the warmth, bathe in the in the warmth glow of, of, of the friendship, burning as, of, of, com, <laughs> of, of, com, of camaraderie and friendship, as we as we as we spend an afternoon together at the footy mm, with the kids. I don't think there'll be because I'll have you on one side of me, and I'll have Jackson <laughs> on the other side of me, <laughs> and there will be no glowing friendship from either side. <laughs> If I'm honest. No, the warm glow will come from the fact that you'll be going to be constantly fucking roasted at 180 <laughs> degrees. 
<laughs> it's true. Now, um, no, Penrith. It, here's Penrith the thing. Fucking, it, to, How close in your best day? How close do you reckon you'll get? Well, on our best 30? day, it's a victory. No, no, it's no, not. It's not. It's not. <laughs> not even on your best day. Fuck. <laughs> on your best day and Penrith's worst day with like eight players out. I can see. It's a victory. <laughs> <laughs> 13 players, wasn't it? Something like that. Um, look, the, the the true West Tigers finish would be to be ultra competitive and on the cusp, Penrith to be playing like absolute shit for whatever fucking reason. The Tigers to be on the cusp of a victory for the ages. Yeah. And then Luke Brooks scooping up a loose ball, running the length of the field to score under the sticks, only to have a call back. And Nathan Cleary to kick a two-point field goal or something, fucking win it. That's the, that's the true West Tigers finish to this game. I don't think it's going to end that way. Yeah. I would laugh myself to death if there was another one of those little Luke Brooks, thing, you know, length of the field puppy runs. <laughs> now, here's the thing. Have you ever seen a crackhead? <laughs> Plenty. Well, not in person, but on television and YouTube and TikTok, yes. So, Glenn, growing up in Eds, you would have seen plenty of crackies. Plenty. Have you ever seen... None of them as delusional as what I just sounded. Do, do you know what, though? <laughs> For all their failings, a crackhead gets up every morning and they understand exactly what they need to do that day. Be a crackhead. They they understand. Seek out crack. No, get get crack. Like get it. Get after that crack. Get that crack. They know there's steps they need to go through to get that crack. They need to get money for crack. Um, you know, if they don't have anything, they need to steal something to sell to get money for that crack. You know what a crackhead doesn't have? A jersey on. Excuses. You know, like you you've never seen a crackhead at the end of the day. You know, sit at home and go, oh. I missed out on that crack today. Every fucking day, every day, they get their crack. So essentially what I'm saying to you is that the West Tigers are a lower form of life than crackheads. Because at least a crackhead is successful at something each day. Penrith will put 100 points on the Tigers. This will be... hundred. This will be an NRL record for the amount of points scored on one field, including including Flanders. <laughs> Just this this one will be a fucking bloodbath. And yeah, the and and it's going to provide an immeasurable boost. To the Redcliffe Dolphins' admission to the NRL <laughs> as the next Brisbane club, because their field is going to be so lush from the blood and bone <laughs> that is distributed across every blade of grass on that field over the course. I noticed that Billy uh, Walters is in nineteen though. Is there a three hundred twenty minutes? Is there a chance that Billy Walters could be a late inclusion in the side and therefore Why? ruin the chances that West Tigers have of winning this game? Why would he be a chance of a late he's inclusion? In the, he's in the 19. He's got to be there for a reason. So you're saying that there's the potential of uh, of Madge in the dressing what room. What if Jock, Jock Madden injures himself in the warm-up? What happens there? What if Jock Madden doesn't find his fucking why as fast as Billy Walters does? 
<laughs> it could come down to that. I hope Billy Walters finds the why the fuck am I here and fucks off to Brisbane now <laughs> to play for his dad. Well, I, want, I, want you, I want you to nominate a potential scoreline for this game, Lenny. <laughs> uh, West Tigers 24, Penrith nil. Jay, I want you to nominate a score for this game. <laughs> I just want to see who's potentially more correct here. 54. You've gone way. You, 54. you said they're going to score 100. Are we going to score minus 46 points? That's it. So what's going to happen is they're going to score 100. <laughs> then they're actually going to run tries into their own in goal for you. <laughs> And say oh, okay. give them just the to points. make it competitive. That's it. <laughs> and highlight and highlight the uh, highlight the the very the the very like the virtually unknown rule that Volandi snuck into the competition <laughs> of own tries. <laughs> and the Panthers are going to score what eight eight own tries. It's called the human and- centipede rule. <laughs> this could be the game. This could be. David Nofaluma's finest hour. Yeah. Because yeah. junk time's going to be starting in about 15 minutes after kickoff. <laughs> yeah. Is that why? He's going to score five five tries. Yeah. What a fucking return for Toto. What yeah. a fucking return. That's what the commentators will be saying every time the ball's kicked to him. <laughs> what a return for Toto. <laughs> Imagine Ivan. Congratulations. As a deep sleeper. I've trained David Nofaluma for years to not defend a wing. <laughs> so I could give you this gift at this moment in time. <laughs> to welcome you back from an injury that I knew you would sustain at exactly this round going and returning at this round. I, just, I feel like it was just too much that time, time in this game. Just at that time, the cunt from Quantum Leap jumps out of Ivan's body and jumps off to his next adventure. <laughs> Manly, 46-6 to six over the doggies. Panthers... 54 to 4. 12. Because no one can kick. It's not going to oh, go not, sixes. Yeah, Dewey's gone. Jock, Dewey's not there. Jock Madden. Jock Madden 54, hasn't missed a fucking conversion in his life. Hasn't taken one either. Uh, 50, 54 to 8. Because yep. that's going to be two Nofaluma junk times. Take it to the bank. The more you put on, the more you get back. Mailbag time. First question from Peter. He said, uh, why is Jack Hetherington considered to be a dirty or undisciplined player, but Radley is hard done by refs and system? I haven't looked it up, and perhaps I should, but they will be serving a similar week's worth of suspensions in 2021. The only people who don't consider Radley to be a dirty or undisciplined player are East fans. Even his own coach does. Mm. Yeah, he's yeah his own coach would agree with you. Uh, they both they are yeah they they're both dirty and or undisciplined players. I feel like Hetherington probably is is a, is dirtier, but because he because he gets involved in some of the bullshit in the games as well in the argy bargy, whereas Radley is just bad ta- like you know high tackles. Mm. He's not. Do, he's not doing. Gr- he's not doing other he, grubby sort of shit in the. You know, yeah, getting in the ruck it. and like. But he's he's just doing high tackles. Whereas Hetherington seems to be a guy who 
you know, you can you can get in his head and it's going to result in him doing yeah. all sorts of shithousery. Here's the analogy on this one, though, right? Radley's done things in his career that you would deem as, as successful things, right? Whereas Hetherington's done fuck all, except play first grade, mm-hmm. which, granted, is an achievement in its own right. Let me put that out yes. there. You know, this is between these two players, not between, you know, pro athletes and, and us fucking normies. Um, the analogy, let, let's say you got a guy, goes to university, has a family, gets a nice job, and then at the age of 45, he's arrested for embezzling a million bucks from his company. Mm-hmm. You know, he's a, he's a white-collar criminal. Um, you know, he's done good things and probably donated to charity along the way and, you know, all of this stuff. White-collar criminal um, ends up, you know, in a minimum security doing six months for this. you you got a kid who's 17 and steals a car. He's a juvenile delinquent. You know, he's a, he's a no-hoper. There's your analogy between Hetherington and, and Radley and how they're perceived. Because Radley's done some stuff that that you would tick off as, as successful, the instant assumption is, oh, well, he must have worked hard for that. When in reality, you're right. There's realistically almost no difference and people are starting to catch on to that. And Radley is you know, equally as recalcitrant as fucking Hetherington. I mean, like yeah. he's come out and said he doesn't think he has a That's problem. You know, I'm not going to change. It, yeah, yeah, yeah okay. exactly. Jai said, um, as human beings, we often struggle to process cause and effect. A change happens that seems like it's for the better, but it in fact has another unforeseen effect, which can be disastrous. Mm. Cam Smith retired. He is no longer constantly in the media or public eye. Twill barely mentions him anymore, besides an occasional reference to Captain Cuntox. <laughs> Many would see this as a good thing. But again, as human beings, we have failed to see a horrible knock-on effect from this. We haven't heard stepdad's Barb from Logan impression for God knows how long. I'm calling for a royal commission. Now, here's the thing, right? Did I ever actually do an impression of her, though? I don't. Rec- I honestly don't recall. But I'm, I say that all the time because my memory is fucking shot. <laughs> yeah. Like you know, I d- does she have an Asian accent? Because if she does, it'd be fucking a brilliant. Yeah, you do it every week. <laughs> brilliant impersonation. Oh man. I've been watching too much Uncle Roger. <laughs> Fuck Uncle Roger. Uncle, Ro- what are you got against Uncle Roger? He did a video. Do you, are you aware of um who Mikey Chen is? No. He does. Uh, he he's a YouTuber as well. Yeah. And he does. Um. And he does a bunch of like when when you could travel. You know, he'd go overseas, do a lot of sort of food, you know, food travel sort of videos. Um. And he did a video with Uncle Roger where he highlighted the very valuable human rights work his parents do, you know, with the, with the what do we call them, like the Uyghurs in, that are persecuted in China. Yeah. Chinese, Chinese government or slash Chinese interests pressured Uncle Roger to have him delete the video and he bowed to them. And uh, a total fucking coward and uh, I've got no respect for him. I thought his videos, you know, criticising... The fucking fried rice of Jamie Oliver, that was quite funny. And uh, yeah, three months later, he's uh, he's bowing down to Chinese uh, interests so he can uh, get fucked. Okay. In a nutshell. Cool. That's a short version. 
you, you so, know yeah. they murder cunts families right correct okay so if it, if it comes to like my kids or deleting a YouTube video fucking where's that trash button Uncle Roger doesn't have family in China and isn't in China he's a British comedian of Vietnamese descent they're not fucking putting fucking polonium in his fucking in his egg fry rice in his fucking videos when he's criticizing fucking you know some other YouTuber making it so so no he's just a straight up fucking coward and uh yeah wow wow don't support Uncle Roger don't support fucking cowards from from support people that stick to their principles from the, the man that constantly supports the biggest coward in the history of the game you need to be more specific are we talking about cliffy lines <laughs> beaver menzies cliffy, Sorry, li- cliff, cliffy, cliffy lines didn't take a back step against anything don't bring your fucking straw man into this shit <laughs> Even though I'm fucking a little sexy with fucking beards and fucking soul glow, fucking <laughs> <laughs> setting up tries for the fucking beef, you cunt. <laughs> Stephen said, if anyone wants to see a mirror image of Tales from Tigerland, I'm not quite sure it's called that, but I like it, check out Sunderland Till I Die on Netflix. It's about a famous Premier League soccer club recently relegated to the second tier. A dynamic new manager is drafted in, and the series aims to follow the owner, manager, players, and fans for the entire season and see them gain promotion back up to the EPL. However, by the end of the series, the team actually gets relegated even further down to the third-tier competition, <laughs> and in the final episode, the manager gets fired. I reckon... Remember how when we were yeah. talking about the origins? That's probably the show. That's the one. I'm sure... I, was, I wasn't sure if you knew the name I don't or know. Not, no, I don't know anything about this. Have you watched this show? No. No, no, no. It's just when you were telling me about it, you said that it was de- the the idea was derived from a show yeah. based around a, a English Premier League side. Well, you know, yeah, okay. side. So, like, I'm I'm not interested. I'm not interested in uh, in in the English Premier League whatsoever. But I'm interested in this show, <laughs> and I'm, pro- I'm probably going to check it out now, just because a I just like behind the scenes sports stuff anyway. But the way that this turned out. And they started making a show about one thing and it turned into another thing. Sounds familiar, doesn't it? It, it, sounds, it sounds both fantastic and familiar. Yes. The only documentary I want to see is about how the fuck water polo ended up being called water polo. <laughs> <laughs> this week in fucking random shit that well, pops up in Jake's head. I get no, I, but like, I mean, why I get the, it, I get why the water part. Water hand soccer. <laughs> that would be or even, even water handball. Yeah. If you really, yeah, yeah, I, I, I get it. I get like, it. There's no fucking horses. They don't have those fucking sticks. Can you imagine if they did that? Yeah. Oh, that'd be fucking amazing. Moist chucky imagine ball. If the, imagine if the sticks had like, you know, like one end was like the, 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 the hitting, you know, whatever they call it. You know, what I don't know fucking what the polo thing's called, but one, one thing had like a cylindrical fucking end that you hit the ball with and the other end had like a, like an oar, like a kayak, you know, paddle paddle end, so they can use it to propel themselves through the water and do like you know, like super shots with the hammers, and they miss the ball and they hit the guy, fucking heads are getting exploded. Fuck, It'd be amazing. It sounds like it's a knockout. <laughs> Instead, somebody wins a medal oh. in moist chucky ball. 
Moist Chucky Ball. <laughs> That's going to be the title. Write that down, I thought I had the title, but no, no. I, now I have the title. Excellent. You're fucking welcome. <laughs> moist, moist Chucky Ball. That one's going to get them fucking wondering when they look at it in the thumbnail. Oh, they're going to wonder what that's about. Um, <laughs> Do you know that the thing yeah, no. I love most about Stephen's, with all due respect to, to Stephen's actual uh, point, question is yep. uh, is Toto's comment. Spoilers. <laughs> Motherfucker. Yeah, I, mean, I know what you mean. I see you, Todd. He's not. He's not wrong. He's not wrong though. <laughs> uh, Matthew said. Uh, so the top roster for every NRL team and their families are based in Queensland for several weeks. I guess a lot of them will stay on after round twenty-five for a holiday too. This has given them plenty of time to check out the Queensland lifestyle. This may be a blessing in disguise for the new Brisbane franchise. Yeah, yeah, I'd agree with I that. I can see it. Especially if they're looking on, you know, realestate.com.au while they're, while they're stuck in the resort up there and they're going, oh, fuck me. And the other benefit is, stuck in the resort, they can't go out to eat or experience any sort of culture. <laughs> <laughs> so when they'll, be, exactly. they'll be in the resort going, oh, fucking resort food for three months. I'm happy to move to Brisbane because surely anything it has will be better than this. Plot twist. Same, same. It's not. (laughs) Adam, this one's kind of aimed at you there, Glennie. Adam said, with a new club potentially coming to Queensland, what are the rules around switching teams? Will Glennie ditch the Tigers for the new team? No. If I was going to ditch the Tigers, it would have happened fucking long before now. How fucking dare you? Yeah, I mean, that's like... Thoughts Thoughts on if you guys had to make a prediction as to which consortium is going to get the gig? Who do you reckon? Dolphins makes the most sense. Though. I, I would, I would have said dolphins, but I mean, Firehawks are going. They're going pretty hard from the sounds of it. Mm, kind of a name. So kind of a name. It is, it is a kind of, kind of. It is an absolute kind of a name. I do not like it at all. Sounds like a netball team's name. It, it does. The logo um, sucks. Yeah, someone it's absolutely. Someone sucks. paid another person a considerable sum of money to come up with that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This here's, is how Justin Pascoe ends up with a job. Right. So th- what we've got to do, though, is think like a fuckwit. And by that, I mean, so we're, we're thinking about it in, in terms of actuality of, well, Brisbane you know, essentially um, are popular from from Logan or, or just outside the Gold Coast, south. Yep. You know, those yep. people are Broncos supporters. Yes. You didn't get them to go to the Titans. So you're realistically yep. not going to get them to go to go to a to a new team. Yeah. Like the 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 people out Glenny's way in um pretend it's not an Arla Lakes. Um <laughs> where I haven't lived for fucking five and a half years, but yeah. Well if you fucking head that direction, do you get to you eventually? It's west. Ultimately, oh, fucking, it's fucking yeah. west. It's it's a fair bow. It's a fair bow. I will, t- I will tell you what point. you. I, t- I, I will tell you though, um, Jay. Like uh, I remember years ago, this is you know obviously, uh, you know, working you know for you know, you know at a, a tax company. Yep. Um, yep. Yep. She would uh, have tax returns where the postcode would resolve to Anala, but the people in the suburb field would put Forest Lake Heights. 
yeah. So, so what you said is actually not just a, it's not just a funny joke. It's like they, they, they actually happens. Um, so please continue thinking like a fart. Yeah, please. So, yeah, they're they're long term Broncos supporters. The North Side, however, that's that that seems to be a bit more up for grabs. And and I don't know whether it's just because it's less densely populated. Um, but but they seem removed enough from Brisbane to to warrant people saying, okay, yep, I'll, I'll jump on those. Um, they have a fantastic fucking stadium. They have an amazing juniors program. Yeah, you know their their facilities are are, are good enough for first grade games as we're seeing now. Frankly, their facilities are better than the West Tigers I've yeah. seen on them on TV. That's it. But if you think about the the trend in the NRL with the Sydney-based teams at the moment, the trend is to get you know, five clubs all having a home ground in some mega corporate stadium. Yeah. So is that the only financially viable model for some reason? In which case, that probably puts them at a disadvantage and it's some other poverty club like the Firehawks coming in and saying, well, we've actually got nothing, um, but we'll do whatever you tell us to do. Are the Firehawks the ones, I know it was the Bombers, wasn't it, the ones that were going to play out of, like, try and set something up down at Albion where the trots were? Yeah, again, too close. Yeah. Does, doesn't want yeah. anything. Yeah. Um, in, ter- in terms of switching teams, I don't, uh, you know, fucking who am I? Do it. If you're a disenfranchised Broncos you know? fan and you want to jump to another Brisbane team, fucking go well, for it. Not even a Broncos fan. If if you had a loose connection to a club and you moved away yeah. from it for whatever reason, or you lost interest in it, or you know, they're yeah. Parramatta, yeah. then for you to to reconnect with rugby league through the support of a, a local club, fucking fantastic, absolutely fantastic. You're gonna cop some shit. You know, in in our circles, but but you got to remember, shit only sticks if you care. Yeah, and and if yours is, well, hey, yeah, I'd I'd lost interest in the game, and then this team came along and and it's brought me back. No one's gonna have a fucking problem with that. Yeah, I saw I, I saw the you know the marquee signings for the new for the new uh, Brisbane team, and the you know their their wingers is, is he fucking stays on the wing so. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to support them because I'm, you know, because I'm. That's it. Fucking tired of that other boy. Yeah. Says Glennie. <laughs> when he changes and he shows up into our fucking video call, he's like a, f- in a brand new Dolphins jersey. Oh, that's what I wanted to say. So Jackson is switching, <laughs> switching fucking touch football clubs, and he okay. will now be playing for the Bronx, and we all received our hoodies to support. Same said club, which yeah. look remarkably like Broncos <laughs> hoodies. Obviously, same colours, same sort of emblem. Yeah. So when you say we now, I mean you're kind of you know you're supporting the touch team and. Yeah, I was uh, yeah. I was just gonna just gonna roll up and uh, answer answer the Skype call wearing it and just wait to see the faces. Well, there, I was going to do it the other night, up. and I'm you glad I didn't. It. I'm glad I didn't. Because you're a sour cunt, and I was like, "Ah, oh, he's not in the right mood." So I'm glad I didn't. But now I've Mate, when spoilers. I on, when I get on a call with you guys, I'm always in the right mood. You were not the other night. You're a proper sour cunt, and I haven't forgotten it. 
I have my reasons, motherfucker. <laughs> um, so yeah, but otherwise, do not switch teams. You know how we feel about that shit. But I would, I, I think there's always, always should be a moratorium. I mean, if you live, if you've had a gut full of the Broncos and you know you live on the north side or you live at Ipswich or something, by all means, change to your closer team. I think whoever comes in the competition is still going to play um, a large amount, if not all of their games, out of Suncorp anyway. Yeah, it's just going to be the way it is. As an aside, but, um, looks like Toowoomba is very close to getting a Q Cup side. So that'll be interesting. Clyde Stars. I thought they were they already or in it at one point anyway. No, maybe some time ago. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. I, that, I thought they were in it at one point. Or are they, I didn't realize are they the feeder for the Cowboys? Sorry? Are they the, the, are they the feeder for the Cowboys, the Clydesdales? No, the Clydesdales. I, I, I don't think the, the Clydesdales are the, business, are the businessmen that do paper bags to, to instead of thoroughbreds. <laughs> the Clydesdales, <laughs> they're the salary cap cheating businessmen for the Cowboys. <laughs> Good times. Um, Jared said, uh, "Oh, this is a good one for you, Jay." He's, uh, Jared says, "Unsure if many on here listen to the uh, to listen to the bloke podcast." Hang on, sorry, can I just step back? The Toowoomba Clydesdales Rugby League Football Club, commonly known as Toowoomba Clydesdales, are a rugby league football club based in Toowoomba. They played... That sounds like you said the same thing twice in the one sentence. They played in the Queensland Wizard Cup since the competition began in 1996. No, they're no longer in the Q Cup. Oh, shut the... But no longer play in the competition. Yeah, so he's saying they're going to come back. Yes. So it's a return of the Clydesdales. Correct. That's what they're talking about. Wow. Chasing sponsors, right? And uh, and I, I, I and so what you're saying is there's a certain um, tractor parts organisation that's looking to jump on there as a fucking uh, major sponsor. What the fuck's happening with my internet? How does my Wikipedia glitch on me? That was just like a fucking JPEG. Glenn's on there. Glenn's on there editing it as we speak. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's that was terrible. terrible. Jared says, unsure if many on here listen to the bloke podcast. I don't. No. But the stats surrounding the refs in the South versus Penrith game. A small snippet of the stat are, since 2011, Penrith's win rate is 70% under Grant Atkins. Before the game on the weekend, South was the least penalised team in the competition. We were hit with 13 on the night. And every Penrith game Atkins has ref this year, they have won the penalty count. I think in a fairly refed game with the full squads available, Penrith still win, but this game didn't sit right with me. Well, that'd be because you're a ref's faulting cunt. <laughs> I was gonna say, that's why. That's why there's scarves out there. Say hashtag ref's fault. <laughs> uh, <laughs> there have been some howlers this year, but what happened to South Sydney was that they were blown off the park by a team who had much better eighty-minute intensity. And they tried to get up and match it, but they did a sloppy job of it. Now, the other thing is, in in the spirit of Melbourne, teams have figured out, or the smart teams have figured out, that after an infringement, if you make an error, negating advantage, then they blow a penalty. So this is the part of the new rules that the smart teams are gaming now. Whereas, 
if there is a, an offside infringement where you would normally receive a six again call, if you then fuck up in that, then the referee will stop play and blow a penalty. And that happened a number of times in the South Penrith game. Uh, so essentially what I'm trying to say is get good, you toothless fucks. <laughs> so, um, the, oh, look at, the Atkins thing's interesting. W- what do you do, you know? Say that you can only have people who aren't a fan of rugby league refereeing rugby league. Everyone's going to have their biases. Everyone's going to have their biases. Uh, some people are going to be better at hiding it than others. Some people. Are- oh, I, I would. I would. I would expect referees who are paid into the, in the top, you know, top level of the sport to be able to put them aside. But you know, look, oh Kevin Hayne never. You know, he he, he, was, he didn't seem to be able to do it either. Mm. That's it. Back in the day, no one's I was just waiting. Him. It actually took longer than I expected, but here we are. Yeah. We got there in the end. That's yeah. it. I'm not calling by his fucking stage name of Shane Hayne. Jesus. Fucking <laughs> Kevin. Kevin yeah. Hayne. Um, yeah. <laughs> Danny Davis. Oh, dangerous Danny Davis. I fucking used to, I used to love watching you back in the WWF back in the fucking 80s. Um, with Ash Taylor looking like he's getting the ass from the Titans. What's the chance that my team, the Mighty Tigers, signing on an upgrade since that's how they operate? Also, it would nearly be an upgrade from Brooks. Mm. Ash Taylor for Brooks, do you sign the contract, Glennie? Yes. Just because a change is as good as a holiday? Yep. And maybe sometimes a change is exactly the same Hang as on. the place so you let's... go on fucking holidays. <laughs> let, let's just... Who knows? Let's look Fuck at this around story. and find out. <laughs> So, what are you what are you looking well, up there, stepdad? Well, at the moment, so where are the tigers? Uh, okay, eight eighth on my ladder predictor. Players, ah, it's too fucking. Hard. I, was, I was just going to go through and get the sevens of and see who we wouldn't take for Luke Brook. Like Albert, yeah, you'd no. probably take Albert Kelly at this stage, wouldn't you? He's just he's actually extended <laughs> with the Broncos though. <laughs> They love his old no, ass but there. Like hypothetically, like he he's fucking. I he's, don't know that I'd take Albert Kelly. He's James. He's course. James Tamau with a num with the number seven and a fucking weird set of headgear on. You love it. Oh fucking leadership! Plays moist chucky ball. Oh fucking leadership! We need that. Oh leadership! Yes, we do. Oh. As it turns out, after Tamau arrived, we still need it. Yeah. Um, Aaron said, uh, the NRL media only want to report on negative stories. With COVID restrictions, the players have been unable to get out into the community. While in Toowoomba this week, Anthony Griffin took time out and visited the local Ku Klux Klan to help spread the word. <laughs> but not a single story on Brother Anthony's community spirit. I fucking told you before, Aaron, if that is indeed your real name, there is no racism in Toowoomba. Can, can I say that would have been a much better fucking gag if it had been that Anthony Griffin took time out to celebrate Halloween early by dressing up as ghosts with a group of local children? <laughs> uh, um, and finally, Michael said, uh, after last week, does Real Dad still aspire to ninth or do you accept the science that mediocrity itself 
is beyond the Tigers' capability. I think uh, if you've got this far in the show, Michael, you'll realise that uh, the Tigers will be finishing eighth after a glorious victory on Sunday afternoon. And they're destroying Canterbury Banks down Bulldogs next week. Thank me later. <laughs> Jesus. On that note, it's full time for episode 428. Thanks for listening, everyone. As always, you can interact with us on a multitude of ways. Go to thisweekinleague.com forward slash links to get links to all our social media communities and more. Um, if you'd like to support the show, consider joining our Patreon, patreon.com forward slash twillnation. And um, drop us a rating and a review on Apple Podcasts. Invite a friend to, uh, to listen to the show. Uh, we've had a lot of growth this year and it's uh, largely driven by you guys. So uh, thank you very much. You're fucking um, welcome. I didn't thank you, motherfucker. Fucking, we all, we all know the fucking sea of reviews we had to wade through like fucking barbed wire, barbed wire filled excrement to try and fucking you know, soldier through with the episodes. After everyone was like, oh, this cunt, fucking, yeah. who's this real dad cunt? He's not my dad. He fucking at, look sucks. At now. Look at him now. Come on, my <laughs> podcast. Can I suck your dick on a podcast, Glenny? <laughs> oh. Hey, hey. I wouldn't be going too hard. Out of the three of us, only one of us is essentially fucking, I'm a celebrity, get me out of here level. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> And for that, and I won't hold that against you. I will thank you, you Glenny. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. All right, fellas. Go on, please continue. No, no, I'll leave. Finish, I'll, finish, your, finish your thought. I'll leave no, that I'll, out of respect. No, out of respect. You're going to give Glenn. You're going to give Glenn a kick in. Out of respect. You're going to give Glenn a final kick in. Your eye. Go on. Do out of respect for our listener, Ned. <laughs> but no, you're. Uh, the, the the only lower thing you could do is have an affair with Peter Andre. <laughs> oh fuck! On that note, am I going to take that as your final word, fellas? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that'll do us. Talk to you next week. Later. See ya. <laughs>